Arts respectfully acknowledges the Kawishpa Kawiakna, also known as Kawia Band of Indians, and all nine sovereign bands of Kawia people who have stewarded this land throughout the generations and continue to steward this land for all future generations. Idlewild Arts Foundation is proud to present One World, One Idlewild, the series, in conversation with Pamela Jordan. The series brings together thought leaders, creatives, influencers, and changemakers, highlighting the work of citizen artists whose careers and lives have been shaped by the transformative power of art. Today I'm speaking with Tan Bowie, an award-winning Australian-Vietnamese singer-songwriter with numerous gold records and number one hit songs around the world. Tan, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Oh, it's such a pleasure, Pamela. Thank you for having me on this show. Thank you. So in 2013, you founded Soul Music and Performing Arts Academy. In 2016, you founded Asia Music and Performing Arts Education. And in 2017, you founded Embassy Education Group. You are an extremely successful singer-songwriter. Why have you turned your attention to arts education? Wow, thank you, Pamela. Um... When I came back and I had, you know, very fortunate to have that success, it made me think about, you know, why there are not other artists like this. And at that time, I was working very closely with the Koreans and I'd worked with the Japanese and with some of the top groups over there and and had the chance to work with BTS, you know, wrote the first single off their first international album that made them go um, go, go worldwide. I thought, what what's going on in Vietnam? You know, I'm Vietnamese. I'm coming back to Vietnam. What, 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 what can I do to help my industry and to bring Vietnamese talent outside of Vietnam? And, you know, if in Vietnam there's a saying, "Sung ca vô lai," and what that means, if you can't become white collar, you become blue collar. If you can't become blue collar, you become an artist. So we are literally on the lowest rung of society. There's no respect for artists here. We don't stand with the presidents. I mean, the, the inauguration the other day with with Joe with President Biden. You had Jennifer Lopez. You had Lady Gaga. I mean, artists throughout the world. We are the the the, the speakers of truth. We are the most authentic you know, expression of the day of the times. And so I realized that this is you know far deeper than standing you know on a stage in front of fifty thousand people. I really love teaching because that was something which I'd always done throughout my life. And I decided at that time in Australia, I had schools and organizations. I thought, you know what, if I'm going to do this, it's all in or all out, you know? And so I I closed everything in Australia, came back to Vietnam and we opened Seoul because at that time I felt the industry was so soulless. It was, you know, there was no musicianship. There was very little writing going on, storytelling, you know? And, and, And then I realized why? Because the first pop music, the first music that came into Vietnam was in the early 90s. So I sat back and I asked my wife, uh, darling, what was the very first music, Western music that you listened to? And she goes, Backstreet Boys. That is their reference point. Backstreet Boys is their reference point. And then I thought, wow, so you don't know Michael Jackson. She goes, who's Michael Jackson? You don't know Stevie. You don't know, you know, The Temptations. You don't know, you know, all of that stuff. And she goes, who are they? Wow. And then I realized that the Vietnamese industry is literally only 20 years old. Post-war, Vietnam was still closed. And then in the 90s, 
the government opened up and our industry is so young. So this was our opportunity, my opportunity to do something to better build infrastructure. And I believe that education is the key pillar of building the future for our young people. And that's why soul and education, arts education, because I believe that with a population of almost 100 million people and 60% of us are under 30, we have such incredible, incredible potential as a country to contribute to the world. And, you know, when I, when I go, when I, when I have had the opportunity to travel internationally, people still think of Vietnam as a country that's still war-torn, that they still think that we don't have internet. And, they, and that doesn't make me upset or anything. It just makes me think that there's an incredible opportunity for Vietnam to rebrand itself, to position itself as the tiger of the East, as a country with so much potential. You know, and that's why arts education, because I believe that through the arts, there's no greater communicator of our culture, of our contribution on the world stage, than through the mediums of arts. This is One World, One Idlewild, the series, presented by Idlewild Arts Foundation. My name is Pamela Jordan. Today, I'm speaking with Wyatt Rosenthal, a senior in the film and digital media department at Idlewild Arts Academy, Wyatt, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Thank you so much for having me. Now, I've gotten to know you a little bit over the three years. I could bore this audience with meeting you at a restaurant in town, uh, but I've been so impressed with you from the moment I met you. And what stands out to me the most about you is your passion, your will, and your drive. You are so driven. I'm convinced you can be anything you want to be in your mind but you have decided you want to be a filmmaker. Tell me about your journey that led you here to Idlewild Arts to pursue that dream. Um, yeah, so uh, from a very young age, I, I grew up in a household where art was just extremely prevalent constantly. Um, my dad was a visual artist. Um, my two brothers, one wants to be a musician and actually is touring with his band right now. And the other is an aspiring actor in LA. So it was like art was just a constant um, in my house. And so initially um, I wanted to be a writer because I just loved telling stories and I'd like play imaginary games around my house and, and whatnot. And uh, as I kind of started to go through this uh, interesting part of my life, you know, dealing with a lot of anxiety, um, my brother showed me the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And uh, when I watched those movies, I immediately fell in love and I just fell in love with the combination of all these art forms coming together to like tell this one you know grand epic story and I just like thought oh my goodness I have to do this and so I, I would take my parents phone and I'd film myself running around the house fighting imaginary foes and and uh, all sorts of things and then um you know, this developed into more of a dream um, of mine, you know, realizing that uh, as I grew older that I could like pursue this and, and do this for the rest of my life. And I just, I fell in love with that concept. I was just like, I need to, I, that, that's what I need to do. So I got my first job at 14 so I could buy my first camera. Um, I worked the entire summer and I bought my camera and then I started making movies. I looked up YouTube videos. Uh, anything I could get my hands on. I then started working at a rock gym and bought uh, a drone because I thought drones were the <laughs> coolest thing in the world. So uh, I bought one of those. And um, then one summer, my parents and I were driving down to California to meet my brother who was in LA. And they, they looked at me and they were like, Wyatt, like, 
you know, so filmmaking, this is, this is something that you, that you want to do. And I, you know, I said, yes. Um, and my parents are some of the most amazing supportive people in the world. So uh, they were like, awesome. Uh, well, there's this school. And I was like, oh, really? And they're like, yes, the school named Idlewild Arts. And I was like, that sounds interesting. And they at the time thought there was no way that I would want to go to this school because it's a boarding school. And I, <laughs> you know, going away from home was a big deal for me. And um, and a family friend of ours had gone to Idlewild previously. And so I said, no, I want to go look at it. And so I, I toured the campus and I was just like, OK, this is where I belong. This is where I need to be. And um, then, of course, the application process, being able to afford it, all this stuff, and it all came together, and um, here I am. Your story is so remarkable, and you're, what, 18 years old now or something? It's just, you you just have such drive. Um, you know, when you when you visited Idlewild, I think one of the things about it is that we're out here on 205 acres. We're nestled in, in the San Jacinto Mountains, 6,000 you know feet. Um, what did it feel like when you came to the campus? Because I think you like to hike, or what, what was it like when you came to to visit the physical campus? It it the first thing I noticed when I stepped out of the car was the smell. It's just that smell of like pine needles and like fresh mountain air is just something so unique. Um, and I just like, I was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. And then I'm just walking around and it's like this, like, you wouldn't think some place like this would exist, you know, way up in the mountains. When we were driving up here for the very first time and going through this tiny town, I was like, so this is like, this is a big, big school. And, and it was just, it felt like Hogwarts, you know, just like nestled and it, it was just, it, like I said, it just immediately got drawn to it, fell in love with the idea of it. And, the, and just seeing that sense of community that everybody had was just probably what really just sparked me.